section thirty five of sikh religion volume five by max arthur mccallough this librivox recording is in the public domain compositions of guru gobind singh extracts from vichitar natak one guru gobind singh addresses god as a sword to destroy his enemies i bow with love and devotion to the holy sword assist me that i may complete this work thou art the subduer of countries the destroyer of the armies of the wicked in the battle-field thou greatly adornest the brave thine arm is infrangible thy brightness refulgent thy radiance and splendour dazzle like the sun thou bestowest happiness on the good thou terrifiest the evil thou scatterest sinners i seek thy protection hail hail to the creator of the world the saviour of creation my cherisher hail to thee o sword i bow to him who holdeth the arrow in his hand i bow to the fearless one i bow to the god of gods who is in the present and the future i bow to the scimitar the two-edged sword the falchion and the dagger thou o god hast ever one form thou art ever unchangeable i bow to the holder of the mace who diffused light through the fourteen worlds i bow to the arrow and the musket i bow to the sword spotless fearless and unbreakable i bow to the powerful mace and lance to which nothing is equal i bow to him who holdeth the discus who is not made of the elements and who is terrible i bow to him with the strong teeth i bow to him who is supremely powerful i bow to the arrow and the cannon which destroy the enemy i bow to the sword and the rapier which destroy the evil i bow to all weapons called shastar which may be held i bow to all weapons called astar which may be hurled or discharged thou turnest men like me from blades of grass into mountains then thou there is none other cherisher of the poor o god do thou thyself pardon mine errors there is none who hath erred like me the houses of those who have served thee are all seen filled with wealth in this cow age and at all times there is great confidence in the powerful arm of the sword which in one moment destroyed millions of demons like sumbd and nisumb which in an instant subdued demons such as dumarlakan chand mand and mahik which in a trice repelled demons such as chamar ranchichar and rekachichan which careth thy slave since he hath found a good lord like thee which crushed millions like mund madhu kitab mur and og they who never sought shelter in the battlefield and who retreated not even two paces when blows were dealt around them the demons who could not be drowned in the sea and who could not be burnt by fiery arrows on beholding thy flash o sword cast aside shame and fled thou in a moment didst destroy such heroes as rawan maharawan kumbakaran meganand and akampan in waging war with whom even death grew wearied kumb akumb who having conquered the whole world washed their arms in the seven seas 
they who were invulnerable and huge were all wounded and killed by the sword in the hand of god if any one flee to save himself from the destroyer say in what direction shall he flee can man run away from god who stoppeth him with a drawn sword thundering and brandishing it no contrivance hath been made by which man may escape from the wound god inflicteth why o fool seekest thou not cheerfully the asylum of him from whom thou canst not escape thou hast millions of times repeated the names of krishan and vishnu and fully meditated on ram chandar and the prophet thou hast repeated brahma's name and established shiv in thy heart but none of them will save thee thou hast performed millions of penances for millions of days but none of them will avail thee a kauri incantations to obtain thy desires will not be worth thee hath a paisa none of them will save thee from the stroke of death why performest thou false penance to the gods it will not avail thee a cowrie how can they save thee when they cannot protect themselves from the stroke of death they will suspend thee in the fiery pit of terrible wrath as they are suspended themselves think think even to-day in thy heart o fool without the favour of god nothing can avail thee it is not by the practice of perpetual silence nor by the ostensible relinquishment of pride nor by the adoption of a religious dress nor by shaving the head nor by wearing a wooden necklace nor by twisting matted hair round the head that god is found i speak the truth hear it attentively without entering the protection of the compassionate to the poor and loving him can god be found the merciful one is not pleased with circumcision were i to make all the islands my paper and the seven seas my ink were i to cut down all trees and turn them into pens for writing were i to make saraswati dictate for millions of ages were i to write with the hand of ganesh o thou who holdest the destroying sword i could not please thee even a little without offering thee homage to thy greatness is endless and boundless no one hath found its limits thou art god of gods king of kings compassionate to poor and cherisher of the lowly the dumb would recite the six shastars cripples would climb mountains the blind would see and the deaf hear if god would only show favour how can my feeble intellect o god describe thy greatness i cannot utter thy praises do thou correct this work how far can this worm speak it is only thou o god who knowest thine own praises as a son knoweth not the time of his father's birth how can i tell thy secret thy greatness becometh thee it cannot be described by others thou knowest thine own works o god how shall high or low describe thee Shesh nag whom thou didst create with a thousand heads whom two thousand tongues adorn until now is uttering thy boundless names yet even still he cannot find their limit how far can any one describe thy works the intellect is perplexed in trying to understand them thy subtle form cannot be described i shall describe thy great form when i have obtained thy love and service then shall i put aside all other narratives and describe thee i shall now relate my own history and how 
the sati family originated at first when god extended himself the world was created by him the man who doeth good deeds is called a demigod in the world he who doeth bad deeds in the world is styled a demon Sine was the first king his strength and form were unsurpassed incomparable and unrivalled Kalket was the second king Quirbaras was appointed the third king in the world Kaldhaj was the fourth king who graced sovereignty in this line raghu was born from whom the raghu race was descended from them an excellent son aj was born a great charioteer and archer when he assumed the garb of a yogi he bestowed his empire and throne on dasarath who also became a great archer he felt desire and married three wives his first son was the prince ram the second bharat the third lachman and the fourth shatrugan they ruled for a long time they then died and went to heaven sita's sons lahu and kushu afterwards both became kings and graced kingdoms and thrones on their marriage with the daughters of the king of the Punjab, they performed various sacrifices they built their two cities one kasur the second lahaur lahore both became very famous ceylon and amrawati the city of indar became ashamed on beholding them kushu and lahu reigned for a long time but were at length caught in the noose of death their sons and grandsons also ruled in this world how far shall i tell their history i cannot even recount their names it is related that kalket and kalrai had innumerable sons in their homes kalket possessed peerless strength and expelled kalrai from the city he fled to the sanaut country where he married a king's daughter the son born in his house of that marriage he named sadhi rai the sadhi race began from that time it was made by the supremely pure creator the sons and grandsons who sprang from sadi rai were all called sadis in this world they became very distinguished among men and their wealth increased day by day they exercised independent sway and conquered the kings of many countries they enforced religion everywhere caused umbrellas to wave over their heads and on many occasions performed sacrifices at royal coronations afterwards dissension arose among them and no holy man could arrest its progress heroes and invincible warriors went about carapacened took arms and went to fight in the field of battle for wealth and land ancient is the struggle to compass which men willingly die worldly love and pride have extended quarrels lust and wrath have conquered the whole world nobody can compute the time when enmity dissension and pride were diffused in this world their basis is greed by the desire for which every one killeth himself three the saudis returned to the punjab and waged war with the descendants of kushu who had been left behind the descendants of kushu being defeated fled to benares where they became readers of the veds four those of the expelled descendants of kushu who read the veds were called bedis they carefully attended to their religious duties the king of the punjab dispatched them a conciliatory letter to forget the enmity that prevailed among them 
the raja's messenger arrived in banaras and explained the contents of the missive to all the bedis upon this all the readers of the veds proceeded to the punjab and on their arrival made obeisance to the king he caused them to recite the veds while all his brethren were seated near him in the assembly they recited the sam ved the yajur ved then the rig ved making gesticulations with their hands and finally the athara ved the raja was pleased and gave them all his possessions he elected to live in the forest to remove his great sins on giving them his kingdom he assumed the garb of a ricky the people tried to restrain him but he dismissed all regret and relinquishing wealth and place became absorbed in god's love the bedi chief was pleased on obtaining the kingdom and in the joy of his heart blessed the sadi king saying when i come in the kal age under the name of nanak i will make thee worthy of worship in the world and thou shalt attain the highest dignity thou hast heard the three veds from us on hearing the fourth ved thou gavest thy territory having assumed three births in my fourth i will make thee guru on the one hand the saudi king went to the forest on the other the bedi king was happy in his sovereignty how far shall i amplify this story i very much fear to swell my book five afterwards again quarrels increased among the bedis which no one could adjust it was the will of god that sovereignty should pass from their family only twenty villages remained to the bedis which they began to till a long time passed in that way until the epoch of the birth of nanak arrived nanak rai born in the line of those bedis conferred happiness on all his disciples and assisted them in this world and the next he established religion in the kaul age and showed the way unto all holy men sin never troubleth those who follow in his footsteps god removeth all suffering and sin from those who embrace his religion pain and hunger never annoy them and they never fall into death's noose nanak assumed the body of angad and made his religion current in the world afterwards nanak was called amar das as one lamp is lit from another when the time for the fulfilment of the blessing came then ram das sadi became guru amar das gave him the guruship according to the ancient blessing and took the road to paradise himself the holy nanak was revered as angad angad was recognized as amar das and amar das became ram das the pious saw this but not the fools who thought them all distinct but some rare person recognized that they were all one they who understood this obtained perfection without understanding perfection cannot be obtained when ramdas was blended with god he gave the guruship to arjan when arjan was going to god's city he appointed har gobind in his place when har gobind was going to god's city he seated har rai in his place har grishan his son afterwards became guru after him came teg bahadur who protected the frontal marks and sacrificial threads of the hindus and displayed great bravery in the cow age when he put an end to his life for the sake of holy men he gave his head but uttered not a groan he suffered martyrdom for the sake of his religion he gave his head but swerved not from his determination god's people would be ashamed to perform the tricks of mountebanks and cheats
having broken his potsherd on the head of the king of dili he departed to paradise none came into the world who performed such deeds as he at his departure there was mourning in this world there was grief through the world but joy in paradise six guru gobind singh now speaks regarding himself i shall now tell my own history how god brought me into the world as i was performing penance on the mountain of hem kunt where the seven peaks are conspicuous the place is called the sapt shring where king pandu practised yag there i performed very great austerities and worshipped great death i performed such penance that i became blended with god my father and mother had also worshipped the unseen one and strove in many ways to unite themselves with him the supreme guru was pleased with their devotion to him when god gave me the order i assumed birth in this kal age i did not desire to come as my attention was fixed on god's feet god remonstrated earnestly with me and sent me into this world with the following orders when i created this world i first made the demons who became enemies and oppressors they became intoxicated with the strength of their arms and ceased to worship me the supreme being i became angry and at once destroyed them in their places i established the gods they also busied themselves with receiving sacrifices in worship and called themselves supreme beings mahadev called himself the imperishable god vishnu too declared himself to be god brahma called himself the supreme brahm and nobody thought me to be god then i made the eight sakis who were appointed to keep watch over creatures they told people to worship them and said there is no god but us they who did not recognize the primal essence worshipped them as god how many worshipped the sun and moon how many made burnt offerings how many worshipped the wind some recognized a stone as god how many bathed in the water according to shastric rites how many recognizing dharmraj as their supreme judge performed religious ceremonies through fear they whom i appointed to watch over creatures on coming into this world call themselves god they altogether forgot my orders and became absorbed each in his own praise when they did not recognize me then i created men they too fell under the influence of pride and made gods out of stones then i created the sids and the sods and they too found not the supreme being whoever was clever in the world established his own sect and no one found the creator enmity contention and pride increased men began to burn trunk and leaves in their own fire and none of them went my way they who obtained a little spiritual power struck out their own way none of them recognized the supreme being but became mad boasting of themselves none of them recognized the real essence but each became absorbed in himself then i created the supreme rikis who afterwards made their own simritis current they who were smitten by the simritis abandoned my worship they who attached their hearts to my feet did not walk in the way of the simitris brahma made the four veds and caused all to act according to them but they whose love was attached to my feet renounced the veds they who abandoned the tenets of the veds and of other religious books became devoted to me the supreme god 
they who follow true religion shall have their sins of various kinds blotted out they who endure bodily suffering and cease not to love me shall all go to paradise and there shall be no difference between me and them they who shrink from suffering and forsaking me adopt the way of the veds and sumitris shall fall into the pit of hell and continually suffer transmigration afterwards i created the tatre who also struck out his own path he pared not his finger nails he decorated his head with matted hair and paid no heed to my worship then i created gorak who made great kings his disciples and tearing their ears put rings in them but he thought not of the way of my love then i created ramanand who wore the garb of a bairagi put a wooden necklace on his neck and paid no heed to my worship they who were created by me struck out their several paths i then created muhammad and made him king of arabia he too established a religion of his own cut off the foreskins of all his followers and made every one repeat his name but no one fixed the true name in man's heart all these were wrapped up in themselves and none of them recognized me the supreme being i have cherished thee as my son and created thee to extend my religion go and spread my religion there and restrain the world from senseless acts i stood up clasped my hands bowed my head and replied thy religion shall prevail in the world when thou vouchsafest assistance on this account god sent me then i took birth and came into the world as he spoke to me so i speak unto men i bear no enmity to any one all who call me the supreme being shall fall into the pit of hell recognize me as god's servant only have no doubt whatever of this i am the slave of the supreme being and have come to behold the wonders of the world i tell the world what god told me and will not remain silent through fear of mortals as god spoke to me i speak i pray no regard to any one besides i am satisfied with no religious garb i sow the seed of the invisible i am not a worshipper of stones nor am i satisfied with any religious garb i will sing the name of the infinite and obtain the supreme being i will not wear matted hair on my head nor will i put on earrings i will pay no regard to any one but god what god told me i will do i will repeat the one name which will be everywhere profitable i will not repeat any other name nor establish any other god in my heart i will meditate on the name of the endless one and obtain the supreme light i am imbued with thy name o god i am not intoxicated with any other honour i will meditate on the supreme and thus remove endless sins i am enamoured of thy form no other gift hath charms for me i will repeat thy name and avoid endless sorrow sorrow and sin have not approached those who have meditated on thy name they who meditate on any one else shall die of arguments and contentions the divine guru sent me for religion's sake on this account i have come into the world extend the faith everywhere seize and destroy the evil and the sinful understand this ye holy men in your souls i assume birth for the purpose of spreading the faith saving the saints and extirpating all tyrants all the first incarnations caused men to repeat their names they killed no one who had offended against god and they struck out no path of real religion the gauzes and prophets who existed left the world talking of themselves 
none of them recognized the great being or knew anything of real religion nothing is to be obtained by putting hopes in others put the hopes of your hearts in the one god alone nothing is obtained by hoping in others put the hopes of your hearts in him some millions read the purans together how many silly persons recite the koran but these books shall be of no assistance at last and shall save no one from death's toils why not o brethren repeat the name of him who will aid you at the last moment consider spurious religion as superstition no such things will avail you on this account god created me having communicated to me the secret he sent me into the world i shall proclaim to all men what he told me i will repeat god's name and all my affairs shall prosper i will not close mine eyes or do anything for show they who wear a religious garb are deemed naught by the saints of god understand this all men in your hearts that god is not obtained by hypocrisy they who act for the sake of display shall not obtain salvation in the next world and it is only for life their affairs prosper kings on seeing their acting worship them but god is not to be found by mummery yet every one wandereth about thus searching for him he who keepeth his heart in subjection recognizeth the supreme being they who by wearing a religious garb keep the people of the world in subjection shall at last be cut with the shears of death and take up their abode in hell they who present appearances in the world experience extreme pleasure in fleecing others spurious and not worth a cowrie is the religion of those who practise suspension of breath by stopping their noses they who practise spurious religion in the world shall fall into the pit of hell he who can in no way subdue his heart shall not go to heaven by gesticulation what god himself told me i proclaim to the world they who meditate on him shall go to heaven at last god and god's servant are both one deem not that there is any difference between them as waves produced from water are again blended with it god remaineth apart from those who indulge in wrangling and pride he is not found in the veds or the books of the mohammedans know this in your hearts o saints of god they who practise hypocrisy by closing their eyes should be treated as blind men since the road is not seen by closing one's eyes how can such persons my brethren meet the infinite how far could any one amplify this men would grow weary trying to understand it though one had a million tongues even then he would fail to recount god's praises seven my father departed for the east and bathed at various places of pilgrimage when he arrived at the trebeni priyag he passed his days in meritorious works and alms there was i conceived i was born in patna city and afterwards taken to the punjab where nurses of different kinds fondled me and tended my body in every way i received instruction in various forms when i arrived at the age to perform my religious duties my father departed to god's city eight when i obtained sovereignty i promoted religion to the best of my power i hunted various sorts of game in the forest and killed bears nilgaus and elks i afterwards left that country and proceeded to the city of paunta i enjoyed myself on the bank of the kalindri jamna and saw amusements of every kind there i selected and killed many lions and slew many nilgaus and bears fatah shah who was the king became angry with me and came to blows with me without cause 
here follow in the vichitar natak an account of the battle of bangani the dispatch of mian khan and alif khan to jamu and nadan respectively to collect revenue the victory gained with the guru's assistance by raja bim chand over alif khan the dispatch of general dilawar khan against the hill chiefs and of his son against the guru who was left unmolested owing to the son's flight the dispatch of dilawar khan of Hussein khan to reduce the guru to subjection the failure of Hussein khan to carry out his orders his attack on the weaker of the hill chiefs the victory of gopal king of gulur and of ram singh king of jaswan over himat one of Hussein khan's officers whom they put to death the single-handed combat between raja ram singh and jujjar singh raja of chander in which the latter was slain the dispatch by aurangzeb of his son to the panjab where the masands fearing that he would attack the guru deserted him and fled to the highest mountains the dispatch of an officer named mirza beg to support the young prince and the subsequent expedition of an army under four other officers who believing that the masands were men of wealth destroyed their houses and plundered their property all these details have been given at length in the guru's life nine they who turn away from the guru shall have their houses demolished in this world and the next they shall be laughed at here have no dwelling hereafter and be debarred from all hope sorrow and hunger shall ever attach to those who forsake the service of the saint nothing that they do shall succeed in this world and at last they shall fall into the pit of hell they who turn and fly from the guru's feet shall have their faces blackened in this world and the next the successors of both baba nanak and babar were created by god himself recognize the former as a spiritual and the latter as a temporal king babar's successors shall seize and plunder those who deliver not the guru's money they who love the guru's feet shall never see misery wealth and supernatural power shall enter the houses and sin and suffering not touch even their shadows what is a wretched enemy to him whom the friend preserveth an enemy could not even touch his shadow the fool would lose his labour who can meditate anything against those who enter the saint's protection god preserveth them as the tongue is preserved among the teeth he destroyeth their enemies and allayeth their suffering what can a miserable enemy do to him whom the friend preserveth he cannot even touch his shadow the fool shall pass away ten all death saveth all his saints he hath tortured and destroyed all sinners he has shown wonderful things to his saints and saved them from all misery knowing me to be his slave he hath aided me he hath given me his hand and saved me Gayan prabod neither the veds nor brahma knoweth god's secret neither vyas nor his father parasar nor his son shukdev nor the sons of brahma nor shiv knoweth god's limit all four sons of brahma know not god's time locks of lakshmis locks of vishnus and many krishans declare him indescribable thou art incomprehensible o god and fearless thou art most powerful the creator of sea and land thou art the unshaken endless unequalled immeasurable lord pure one i seek thy protection 
end of compositions of guru gobind singh extracts from vijitar natak